Welcome to the Mary Jane Experience. Unbiased, unabridged, and most of all, informative. From our mountaintop view here in Colorado, here's how we see the cannabis industry today. Let's look at weed. Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of the Mary Jane Experience podcast. I am Casey Jones alongside Strawberry Sequoia. Interesting times going on right now, so we thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of revisit to some of our past podcasts to see how accurate some one, five, and ten-year predictions have been. Um, this is my favorite question. We ask it to every single person that we interview. So this week, we're going to revisit three different people that we interviewed in the past uh, to get some different perspectives on the cannabis industry and what the future might look like. Miss Strawberry Sequoia, who do we talk to? What do we talk about? Yes. So approximately one year ago, we talked to Charles McElroy, the founder of Gold Leaf Journals. We also talked with Ryan Brown, the CEO of Native Roots Dispensary, and Dr. Michelle Ross, a neuroscientist and author of Vitamin Weed. I love these three different perspectives because we have A, an ancillary business with journals, B, a large dispensary chain, I think the second, second largest, largest in the world. Yes, in the world. And then we have Dr. Michelle Ross with a more medical perspective. Yeah. So very excited to fire this one off and hear about these predictions. This week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Leafwell. If you're stuck at home during this pandemic time and you've always been curious about getting your medical card in those states that have medical cannabis, Leafwell is actually able to do it via telemedicine from the comfort of your own home. All you have to do is set up a consultation and speak with one of their certified physicians to discuss the potential of getting a medical cannabis card. It is as easy as visiting leafwell.co. Remember to use code MJE10. That's MJE10 for $10 off your first consultation. This is actually going to be great moving forward too, because if you've ever been afraid to talk to your doctor about getting your medical card, you're afraid of the stigma surrounded, um, your surrounding marijuana, you know, you can use this service to not even have to worry about that. You can do it again from the comfort of your own home doctors who will not judge you um, and who will do the best they can to get you the medical plant that you need. Again, visit leafwell.co, use code MJE10 for $10 off your consultation to get your medical card now. Do not support black market or gray market cannabis. Go get it from a dispensary. They're all open. And now, back to one, five, and ten-year predictions. We always love to ask everybody that we interview the same question, and it's a one, five, and ten-year industry predictions. Okay, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think one is is relatively simple, which is not all that dissimilar from where we are today. Just because, you know, so much of the progress is is stifled by the kind of where we are politically and that stuff just doesn't move fast. So even if if you have people with progressive ideas uh, in line, even taking office, it's still going to move kind of slow. So um, I know we've got a couple elections, obviously, over the course of a year. So I don't think there will be any major changes from where we are now, just that that 
I don't know, it's not necessarily slow either, but constant progress towards something better. So I, I kind of envision that continuing. I think the five-year game, you'll see a lot of bigger companies coming in and kind of absorbing some of the little guys or just kind of squelching them. And, you know, this is, this is some of the, you know, larger companies who are not in the cannabis space who have wanted to get into the cannabis space. I think that their projects and ideas will have started to take fruition within that time frame. So you'll see like the equivalent of some of the alcohol or tobacco industry players bubbling up as like a way to consolidate the industry a bit. I kind of envision that in five years, there will be at least one major legislative change. And that could be as simple as decriminalizing cannabis on a federal scale. And that would really change things fast from, you know, all of these insurance and bank banking and um, a lot of the other tools and services that cannabis companies can't access or at least have a, have a tough time accessing them. I could see that all getting kind of wiped away by something as sim- simple as the, the decriminalization, you know, changing cannabis from a schedule one. People and companies love money. I think that that is going to turn a lot of people's attention to it, you know, in the sense like maybe maybe they were not an advocate, uh, maybe anti-cannabis, and then, you know, they see the potential of tax dollars and, you know, all of the other economic boosts that come with this industry from can tourism to, uh, you know, all of the other services that these businesses touch. And, you know, in that five-year look, it's going to start ramping up and, and looking to be like something more, more in line of uh, the alcohol industry or something. And I think 10 years will be even further down that track. I kind of would see at that point that the federal government had gotten involved and is doing some national regulation of the industry. Um, and also th- I could see them having an interest in, in snatching up a little tax revenue from that too. You know, but with that, there's also benefits. Hopefully some of that tax revenue would be earmarked for positive things and in, in communities and it would also mean that, you know, in a way of thinking of it, uh, the federal government is pro-cannabis, just like they are pro-alcohol. I, I think that that type of progress is almost immeasurable and, and really difficult to visualize. But I'd also like to see, like, the industrial side of things, hemp products uh, being grown more domestically and, you know, digging out some of these states like Kentucky to our south from, from their economic turmoil uh, due to all the tobacco farmers who have a tough time selling their crops and, you know, transition them to uh, hemp or a lot of these other communities who, you know, struggle with, with mining and, you know, the, the, the change in our energy plans. Farming hemp is probably a, a good alternative for some of those folks. So I don't know. I, I can see it continuing to be a very positive thing for our nation as a whole. And I would also guess that in 10 years, there'd be very few people who are against it and probably not all that far from the folks who are against something like cigarettes or alcohol. It's just a, just a measure of like personal freedom. If you think somebody should be able to do that or shouldn't, not really a, a measure of is it legal or not. Funny that, uh, Mr. Charles McElroy's one-year prediction is pretty spot on. Yeah, not much has changed, although we have now been hit with a global pandemic, which we could not have predicted a year yeah, ago. We uh, we couldn't account for that curveball. So uh, it is funny because, you, you know, a lot hasn't changed. Uh, a part of it is due to the fact that COVID has tabled 
a lot of legislative efforts for legalization and things of the like. Um, but moving forward, you know, I think, uh, moving on to his five-year predictions, you know, I think a lot of states are going to see the benefit of the tax revenue. He talks about Kentucky specifically, but if you're in a state that was unstable pre-COVID, you're going to be more stable outside of the back end of this thing. Um, a lot of those states have large agrarian societies, so maybe introducing a highly taxed cash crop could potentially help. So. Exactly. I'm actually working on a blog about this right now, how although legalization efforts have been stalled due to COVID-19, the economic impact is so great that cannabis might actually be the most helpful thing to get out of the hole that yeah. states and our country as a whole is going to be facing economically. So we might have to legalize <laughs> cannabis federally just to get those dollar dollar bills, yo. And that might speed up. I think it was his tenure prediction that it's going to be federally legal, correct? Um, yeah. So I think that he believes the federal government in 10 years will make some regulation. Mm -hmm. He was kind of vague. I mean, you how do you know? But yeah. I do love his ending note that it's going to continue to be a very positive thing for our nation as a whole. Agreed. And then in 10 years, a lot of the stigma is going to be gone and very few people will mm -hmm. be against cannabis. And like we were just saying, you know, perhaps uh, a silver lining, if you will, of this COVID-19 epidemic that we're dealing with could be a fast track to cannabis legalization, thus alleviating a lot of stigma. So maybe that could happen inside of 10 years. We will see. We will see. Next up, we have Ryan Brown. He's the CEO of Native Roots Dispensary. Second largest dispensary in the world. So he's got his pulse, finger on the pulse, pulse on his finger about the cannabis industry. So let's hear what he predicted in our interview. Yeah, and maybe I'll work backwards. Totally fine. Yeah. I think in 10 years, there is an extremely high likelihood of federal legalization of the mm -hmm. industry in general okay. um i think it at that point will probably still be state specific programs but got it. that makes sense i think there will be less barriers around tax and um, business formation and ultimately being able to bank um yeah. you know all of those things i believe will have been addressed in that 10-year time frame okay I think in uh, probably five years, we'll probably double the number of states on the adult use side and uh, probably clean up most of the rest of the states in some way, shape, or form or another on the medical side. Mm -hmm. um, there may be some holdout states, but yep. I think the likelihood is low. Some of the very uh, liberal states and very conservative states now have yeah. some form of uh, a cannabis program, whether it's you know as little as decriminalized cannabis or... Um, all the way up to adult use. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a year, I think you'll see the Colorado cannabis companies have the opportunity to continue to grow much mm -hmm. more significantly. So yeah. I think you'll start to see Colorado cannabis companies having more of a national presence um, and uh, the homegrown team here having the opportunity to really like uh, engage more in that competitive market that today we're a little handcuffed from. Yeah, 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 absolutely with that lack of public equity access, which yeah. has been a big issue. So. Yeah. But it's turning around, it sounds like. so. In line with a lot of the people that we've spoken with, 10 years to legalization. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully it's, sooner. <clears throat> again, hopefully sooner, as we were just talking about. That conservative uh, estimate to not sound dumb later. Like, yeah, yeah. Hopefully in 10. 10 is impossible because really you 
like everybody's crystal ball is broken, right? If we could predict the future in 10 years, I wouldn't be running a podcast. I'd be in Malibu with my new friends. Fuck yeah. But um, I think his five-year <laughs> prediction of doubling the amount of states could be spot on, especially if we see what we hope we're going to see with the Northeast. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool zone. A lot of chatter up there. Um, again, referring to our sponsor, uh, Leafwell, today. Uh, they do a lot of work for the Northeast. If you're in Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, those areas, and you need to get your medical card, go check them out. MJE10, quick plug. Oh uh, no free ads. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think um, he makes a good point. If, if the Northeast falls, and the dominoes, I believe, will fall, um, you know, because again, Massachusetts has been a success story. I think New York is seeing that. And the ad, or not ad revenue, the tax revenue is something that people are, are going to want to follow. Right. And we've um, talked about this many times before, just how East Coast states are so small and close together. You yeah. know, if New York legalizes, then everyone from New Jersey is just going to go over there and get their weed. Yeah, so, so then New Jersey is going to legalize. And yeah, New Jersey legalizes, people from Pennsylvania are just going to drive over the river. Exactly. So it's going to hopefully be the domino effect if one of those states decides it sounds like they're working together mm -hmm. and it sounds like they are interested they know that the people want this they just don't know what the rules are going to be yet so they have to get through all that paperwork yeah so we all know the red tape of government is just thick and impossible to get through but it'll happen yeah. So we can't wait for that to happen. And we're going to be in the Northeast, actually, with the van trip. So we'll be able to tell you the exact stories and going-ons up there in the Northeast. Up there, we're going to get some clam chowder. And then we we're going to go play chowder. with our dogs and our balls and get some coffee and a bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. It's going to be great. Okay. Anyway, so anyways, on. pretty cookie-cutter answer from Ryan Brown, which is Expected. pretty standard from a corporation like Native Roots. We've interviewed them a few times. They don't like to like go off the rails. But... Coming up next, I think this is a really interesting perspective, is Dr. Michelle Ross. Oh, goodness. Um, one year industry prediction. Well, I wish I was predicting that a cannabis was legal. Um, well, it will be 2020. Who knows? I've heard rumblings that something is going to change in 2020. So I think um, cannabis legalization, whether that's one to Two years from now, we're not sure. Um, we'll definitely, um, you know, change. I think the amount of investors that are investing in these companies. I still think that there's a lot of stigma and fear um, around cannabis being illegal. Um, that is blocking some, maybe even international investors from participating in this market. They're all going to Canada where it's legal, or other countries where it's legal. But I think that um, very soon we are going to have federal cannabis legalization or decriminalization of some form and that is going to change our banking that's going to change our investments um, and it's going to change how we do business a little uh, five-year industry prediction um, I think that in five years we're actually going to have a lot of the research published that uh, people are all now starting um, so from everything from cannabis and pregnancy research to learning about what these minor cannabinoids like THCV do, um, I think that we're also going to be farther along with the science of how to produce these cannabinoids in, say, yeast or bacteria. And we're going to have um, a lot more of these cannabinoids at a lower price. So I think that it's not going to be rare to see a THCV product or a CBN or a CBC. In fact, we're going to see lots of them on the market and we're going to start to have some of the data on how they work. In 10 years, um, wow, this is, this is really interesting. So this will, 
the post-federal legalization, um, this will be time for all the policies at hospitals and universities, like all over the place, will have adapted to this new legal system. So I think our cannabis industry will be thriving. I think that coupled with the research, um, we'll be able to more, much more powerfully say, okay, cannabis is very good for fibromyalgia. We know how to dose it. We know what products you need for it. I think coupled with, say, apps and AI, artificial intelligence, I think that um, there'll be a lot less guesswork. And I think that it'll be very similar to some of these other medications where you know, we might be able to say, here's your genetics, here's what your medical history was, this exact, you know, cannabinoid products you need with a dose, and there may even be custom products made, because we're going to have these single cannabinoids that can be almost like 3D printed, like, oh, you need this tincture that's exactly this many milligrams of this, this many milligrams of this, and, you know, um, I think that cannabinoid medicine is literally going to change the face of healthcare. So Dr. Michelle Ross coming in with the completely different theories. Again, this is cool because it's a medical side of the world. So obviously her predictions are going to be quite different from those involved on the business side or product side, what have you. Um, I, I love the 10 year predictions of the futuristic 3D printed cannabinoids and science of weed. Uh, her prediction for federal legalization inside of 10 years, so different from the other guys. Um, just a very interesting perspective, again, coming from medical as opposed to other, other I would really things. love, I think that she's right about the research. It's coming out yep. every day with minor cannabinoids like THCV being something of an appetite suppressant, being able to grow bone. We're learning about CBG. We're learning about all the different terpenes. So I think she's right. The research is really going to shoot forward. And I love the idea, like you said, the more futuristic to be able to plug in your genetic history yeah. and, you know, your medical history and say, well, you're experiencing this, like prick my finger. Here's the 10 cannabinoids that you need, the perfect yeah. blend for you. Um, and who's to say if that's really a reality or if that's even good, you know, like, yeah, I don't like necessarily i don't love isolating cannabinoids for specific conditions i'm always a whole plant advocate but really interesting ideas you know i'm sure there's a science fiction novel in the works about cannabis oh, yeah. right now if there's not there should be <laughs> any writer out there go ahead and write that book you're going to make it a best new york times bestseller um no oh, i think right. it'll be interesting because we always talk about how everybody's experience with cannabis and even experience to experience my personal experiences with cannabis are all across the board um, so maybe being able to, in some way, um, I don't want to say like homogenize the experience, but make a more consistent, uh, user experience with the, with yeah. the cannabis plant or cannabinoids might be a good thing, uh, moving forward. But again, good or bad, because that's yeah. exactly what pharmaceutical companies are trying to do right now is create, you know, the perfect cannabinoid blend of synthetic cannabinoids yeah. for fibromyalgia. But then you lose all of the good things in the plant that's grown naturally. So there will be two sides of the coin here. Uh, there's always going to be a space for craft cannabis and, and artfully grown cannabis plants. I think moving forward, uh, obviously, pharmaceutical companies are going to make that, that money grab for that perfect cannabinoid blend. Uh, shout well, out to like, GW Pharma yeah. for getting their there's drug There's all the categories. I mean, you've got everything from the craft cannabis, someone like Morcaha, yep. to the Bud Light of cannabis, you know, yep. which is like what Native Roots is going to carry. <laughs> 
and then you know already. to the actual pharmaceutical level so yeah. and i don't think there's anything wrong with any of those three no. things i just think that that's you know there's going to be the spectrum like there isn't anything else so and, it, and it's a natural progression of any infant um industry which is exactly what cannabis is so we're super excited to get these predictions from people that are very heavily involved in different aspects of the cannabis industry. They're always interesting. If you have one, five and 10 year predictions, send them to us. I think it'd be awesome Definitely. to have like a community Dropbox of just like, here's what people outside of the, the actual world think. Cause again, you know, everybody's got a different view. Of, We've got of our world. industry blinders on where yeah. we talk to so many industry insiders and executives. Like our predictions are probably way different than just, joe schmo on the street that's yeah, like yeah. weed's never gonna be legal and, if, and especially too if you live in a non-legal state that doesn't even have medical cannabis like what is your prediction what is your thought about weed reach out to us we are the mary jane experience we can be found at the mary jane experience mary find us on social at mary jane experience at mj experience we're on twitter facebook youtube oh we we're doing a video a day now so check out our youtube channel and we're on the weed tube as well a lot of good community engagement there we're you everywhere, everywhere. yeah literally just google us casey jones likes to spell out every single place that we're in but just google us it's really yeah. easy just google the mary jane experience we're like the first four pages because we're awesome no <laughs> right bitches i hope everybody is safe and well right now during these crazy ass times if you Take need anything even just someone to talk to you know we're always here for you and we will be doing community events community smokeouts 420 sessions we're going to do another cannabis trivia night uh we're doing a panel of doctors from our Leafwell. shout out to our sponsor it's this May week 3rd. um so if you have questions you want to interact with the cannabis community find us we are trying to make that a possibility for everybody the world over 21 and up Anyway, we are the Mary Jane Experience. Thank you so much for listening to us. As always, we appreciate you. We love you. Stay safe. Take care of yourself and everyone else. Good night, stoners. Peace out, potheads.